Hey, real quick, before we get into the show, first off, thank you for listening to Talk Too Much, episode number 32. In this episode, we will be talking about UFC 249. But uh, real quick, before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the show, uh, right? this is our first episode after not recording for five months. And as you can imagine, there was a little bit of turnover in terms of audio and visual equipment. So that being said, because this is our first episode back, we did run into some slight technical difficulties. The first about four to five minutes, there is a echo on our audio. But if that really bothers you, just skip past those first uh, four minutes, five minutes, and it sounds much better after that. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this show, Talk Too Much MMA. Are these motherfuckers into mixed martial arts? You can't be done talking to me right here facing <laughs> me, dummy. You couldn't draw money with a green crayon and a white piece of paper. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck! This is number one bullshit. Nate can only count the five. <laughs> hey pussy, are you still there? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> are you intoxicated? I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not here just to take part, but I'm here to take over! Go, let's start. Let's go. Hello. Welcome. Talk too much. MMA number 32. It's been a couple of weeks, but we've been fucking grinding. We've been making a bunch of dollars. Because as you know, Cena, another week, another dollar, baby. It's been a couple weeks since we've locked in. Weeks or months? Months. Well, weeks or months in a way. Yeah, uh, Carlos, how are you? I'm very excited to see you, Carlos. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just sitting here. Uh... Excited to get this going again, you know? Uh-huh. Quarantining out with my kids and my wife, working out of my house like everybody else. So just getting used to it and hoping we can ride it out soon and start getting back to uh, whatever the new normal is going to be, you know? Well, that's what we don't know. Really quickly, is everybody's audio good? Carlos sounds a little bit uh, down. Can you turn his up a little bit? Or no? Does it not sound? Does it sound good? It sounds fine. It sounds fine. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, yeah, this has been a crazy time and... We didn't even know if we wanted to relaunch. We didn't know how we were going to relaunch. Every sport got taken away, and then, you know, Dana White comes through for for us and gives us the opportunity to come back. Um, really quickly, everybody, um, this is going to get bigger as it goes on. Thank you for coming. Um, we will be uploading streaming on Twitch. It will be the debut of every episode every week, but we will be uploading on YouTube shortly thereafter, and you can catch us on every audio platform, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. I don't know the other ones, so I'm not going to go and name them. Fucking worldwide. Yes, and I'm, I'm just letting you guys know really quickly, um, this is Talk Too Much MMA. We're officially back. I'm never stopping again. Like, this is my commitment. I can honestly say, if I'm dying and I have no arms and no legs, I will find a way to record this show. So we are never stopping this show again. It stopped because I needed a studio. We're good. We have the studio. We have every piece of equipment we need, and we're ready to go. There will never, ever be another break. And that's just one thing I have to get off my chest from the get-go. We, it's time to show that consistency. We're fucking self-sufficient, baby. Yes, sir. Now I'm done, now done, done with the corny shit. <laughs> well, also, once we get in the same studio, it'll be great. But the reality is that with this, would be always, if somebody's out of town, there's really no excuse anymore, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no more, hey, I got some shit to do. Yeah. I'm baby, because I don't want to hear no shit. <laughs> all right so boys where do we begin do you want to start at the tippy top or at the very 
bitty bottom. Let's start with the bottom, work our way up. It's UFC okay. 249, no? Yeah, let's start. So UFC 249. Let's hear it. Okay, let's hear it. We're like, I'm with my kids, we're trying to keep them entertained and all of this shit. And I'm like, I mean, so far so good. You know, the, the house is set up nicely and comfortably and everything. But so yesterday, just in my mind, I have like May as like we get fights back in my brain, right? So in my head, I've been so wrapped up in like fucking working out and dieting and trying to get my shit together here at the house that um, I went kind of crazy last month with my personal, like taking care of myself. And May hit, and in my mind, somehow I assumed that the card was this weekend. So I wake up early yesterday, <laughs> have my coffee. And <laughs> Excited, and yes. I come out to, oh yeah, all day with a pep in my step. You know, you know like, like the Snow White dwarfs going to work. You know what I mean? Just fucking happy and high hoeing and shit. That's uh, until, until Tuesday when Dana White announces the card's canceled. And... <laughs> No, 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 how dare you? This was yesterday. This was oh, yesterday. Okay. So I sit down, I'm done. I, I busted my ass in the garage and I'm done. And Jamie's like, my wife, hey, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm sitting on my couch. So I'm going to watch some fights. <laughs> I open up the ESPN app. I died the fight last night. Okay, I have my receipt. So, <laughs> okay, what's not last night? She's like, by the way, my wife had to this point that the card is not this weekend. Can I interrupt for just one second? Can I interrupt for one second? Cena, you need to put on headphones. Okay, continue. So I tell him, I tell her, I tell her, you know, I finally look and I go, what? So it's not today. And I finally sit down. Purchase accepted. Seventy dollars out of my account already, which is an investment, but it's fine. It's a future investment. Yeah. Oh man, I was so pissed. My heart was broken when I started looking at it, and it's like, well, the stream's not starting yet. So I'm like, well, where's this prelims at? Because it's in Florida, right? And I'm looking at the time. It's four o'clock here in Vegas, so it should be on. But sure enough, sure enough, boys, it was not on yet. So <laughs> that's how excited I'm. Now I have another week to build up that excitement, build some more on top. Of that sounds it. like yeah. just a very bad case of blue balls, of sports blue balls. Oh yeah, it's, it is what it is. And it MMA is blue balls. Sorry, and I, then, I, but the, the, the silver lining was like I had to get my fight fix, and my son, my my my, my five cent to be six year old was uh, around and kicking it. And so we were like, well, what should we watch? And he's like, hey, how about watch that movie Zookeeper too? And I'm like, dude. There is no Zookeeper. Yeah. Zookeeper. <laughs> what you mean is Kevin James. You're on track, son. So we put on, here comes the boom, baby. And so we got that fix. We got that fix, and the boy got initiated onto one of the greatest MMA fights ever. I mean, we could have a whole a podcast just dedicated to that movie in itself. That's, that's not that. That's it not tremendous. It'll be a tremendous night anyway. So MMA happened at the Burden Night Lounge. Just not the way you thought it would. Huh? No, 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 but, you know, it, it, yeah. it'll do. <laughs> so you had a night of fights, just not real fights. <laughs> yeah. I saw Jason Mayhem Miller, <laughs> Brian Stan, you know, Christoph Sitsky. No, yeah. Brian Stan. I, 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 I saw Rogan with hair. On <laughs> I saw a clip of Joe Rogan, his first UFC interview in 1996, and I was shook. Like, wow. He's so young yeah, and yeah. so, like, small. How did he make his name like that? Wow, like... Damn, he really grew with the organization from the very start. That's crazy. Let's get so into it. Again. Let's get into this. So I'm ready to carve with two early prelims. Uh, these fights are in Florida. They were, this card was originally supposed to be where? Here in Vegas? The original UFC 249 card? No. No. Uh, are you saying before quarantine? 
Yes, before. Where was this card originally supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, I think Vegas, no? Right, Carlos? Vegas? Sorry, I have a technical difficulty. I think it was supposed to be here, right? Yeah. Um, for Khabib? Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. And then, of course, everything that happened... It was a T-Mobile fight, obviously, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So... Because it's going to be the first of the year, so... Well, we missed out on it. We missed out on that glorious card, but... Thankfully, Dana White, in all of his infinite wisdom, his infinite power, he bowed down to the ESPN Disney overlords to delay the UFC card until he could finally get a governor and a government to kind of support this reopening of these states. And here we are. It's in Florida, which, uh, you know, it's in Jacksonville. So Jacksonville's reopened for business, as we can tell. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of medical like check-ins and like team obstacles. Like I'm curious to see, I mean, we'll get into this, but I'm curious to see how many of these fights that we end up talking about we're actually going to get. Cause I just have to assume there's gonna be some sort of hiccups in that with this whole pandemic situation going on, it might be harder to kind of resolve some of those pandemics because of various reasons, right? Like you know, it might be harder to find a doctor for a impromptu medical test that they need last minute. Um, that being said, on our early prelim, we have three fights. It's going to open with Smiling Sam Alvey versus Ryan Spann, Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa, and then the feature fight of the early prelims is going to be Vicente Luque and Nico Price. I love that fight. That's a fire fight, man. Yeah, so where should we, let's, let's, let's stay within this realm of the early prelims. What, do we, what stands out to these fights? I mean, I mean, I want to see Vicente Luque, like, right? This is the guy that we thought... Okay, a UFC, he's a light heavyweight or a middleweight, right? Which one is he? These are lightweights, aren't they? Vicente Luque and no. Nico Price or welterweights? 70 pounders, welterweights. They're welterweights? Yeah, so Vicente Luque was a guy I thought, you know, looked really good, went on, put together a nice streak of wins. He did lose his last fight, all right? Who did he call out? Andrew, if you could call that out. Who was his last fight? I really like Vicente Luque. Now, shout out to my friend Sonny, uh, the owner of the Nabi podcast. He had him on. Um, and he recently lost to Wonder Boy. Yes, yes. And that's a fight that he called for. He called him out. He got his ass whooped. So he's not at that level. I don't think he ever will be. But I do like his pro his potential. And I think he's going to fight some good top 10 guys in the future. But him and Nico Price is a, it seems to be a good, interesting matchup, right? Like, Who do you guys got? It's one of those rare even ones. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. an even of like they're ma evenly matched in terms of like experience, skill. I mean, it's not like, the, it's not like the, the the starting bout that Sam Alvey. He's just being fed to span, in my opinion. I mean, we'll see what kind of shape Sam Alvey shows up in this time. But I'm pretty sure uh, he's not a spring chicken. No matter what shape he shows up out of, he's gonna be smiling. He's gonna be happy, and he's just happy to be there. He's just one of those guys that's so happy to have a job during this pandemic. You know. I'm not going to speculate on his age, but he's 33, 12, and won no contest. So uh, you guys think so that Nico Price is, fight is equal? I do. I mean, well, I like the matchup. I don't think anybody... I think they both think they can whoop the other guy's ass. Yeah, I do think, though, like, if you... I really think Vicente might steamroll. Like, not steamroll... But he's a little bit more disciplined. Like I feel like more tempered. Like Nico Price is a little bit of a wild card at sometimes. No, you a little bit like I didn't like his fight against Geoff Neal. I mean, or Jeff Neal. I don't know how you pronounce. It, but that guy's a rising, a surging star. But I don't know if necessarily. Oh my God, I'm looking at the screen. I don't know if I. I really think Vicente Luque was on his way to be 
one of the top ten, top five fighters in that division. I do expect him to win. That's a bad loss for him if he loses this. That's what I'm trying to say. He can't afford a, lo a loss here. I mean, I feel yeah, like... Although, right now, they're going to have to put so many fights on. I think everybody's got safety in their job. Yeah, you know? you're right. At this point, fuck the record. These guys, there's so many people that have been tested by the UFC leading up to all of this. That's All of that is an investment. So you're going to have to fight a lot of these people more than one time. And they're behind on the schedule and payments, probably. Oh, that's why they're, they're loading up cards, huh? Because they're behind on the schedule. Fuck yeah, I mean, that, you know, that, that, you gotta pay your money. You know? I don't know how they're paying their camps. Like, they had so many fighters in these previous 249 cards had camps done with. You you have to pay your coaches. You know that, Carlos, better than everybody, how much the camp needs. So it's like, that, and the UFC fighters don't make a lot of money. Coach Eric came on and said that. Like, it's not like NBA players. Not only that, but you have to remember that most of those coaches also have uh, jobs at the gyms. Oh, shit. Hang on a second, okay? Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Do, 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 darkness. Oh. Um, here, while he comes back, Cena. Oh. oh, so you can hear me still. Good. Yeah, we can still hear you. We've just lost your video. Yeah, let me just change my video. I don't know what happened to that video, so I'm just going to change it. Um. So, Cena, let's talk about this one fight that we haven't mentioned. It's Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa. Char uh, Charles Rosa, I'm just looking at his past fight record, right? They were scheduled to fight. Uh, actually, they were scheduled to fight yesterday on what was now a canceled card. Uh, so it's a, it's a remaking of a fight that was supposed to happen because of this whole pandemic situation. Um, but Charles Rosa, since 2016, uh, takes one fight a year. I know. I don't know about that. What do you think about that? Why is he doing that? Uh, it's not a good look. I feel like it's just not, it doesn't give it just doesn't really necessarily fill you with confidence that he is going to be right. Ring rust is very real unless your name is Dominic Cruz. I feel like I I think other fighters can prove uh, prove us wrong, um, but I just I'm not necessarily sure that right fighting someone like Bryce Mitchell who is nasty on the ground who has one of the few twister submissions in you yeah I was I was I was gonna say that like he is in if you talk about that featherweight division okay so it's it's Max Volk well it's Volk Max is gonna still try and get that belt he's gonna hang around there um I'm sure there's a lot of other guys but Bryce Mitchell's an undefeated fighter that you know the past couple years a lot of us, because where did he come? He came from the Ultimate Fighter, no? I think he did. I believe so, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of us thought, I thought he looked good in the Ultimate Fighter. I, when I, I watched a couple episodes. I forgot who was the coaches. But if you look at that featherweight division, I mean, you can expect this prospect to contend one day. He will be at Volkanai. He will contend one day. I don't think, I think this is more of a, we need to build him up. Let's get him, like, yeah. let's get him a dope fight to, to kill. To Just well, years later, we get thrown on the highlight reel. Yeah. It's incredible that he gets to be on this card because I think he has this weird, charismatic, almost like country. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you. you. And we can see you. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but Bryce Mitchell almost has like right, the charismatic uh, country boy factor. I don't right? think any country boy is charismatic. I think it's I, so I, I disagree, right? I think the <laughs> fact that he comes out and like berates Reebok into making him a camo camouflage shorts pattern, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. I think that's leaning into your community where you're from, your cultural ha habits, I guess. I don't know what the right way to say that is. But I think that is very much a market that can be appealing for the UFC that the UFC can tap into, right? The country market? The yeah, Republican yes. hick market? Yeah, dude. They like fights. 
Yeah, they like fights, but I don't like that. They're not good people. I don't know. They're disgusting people, but it is what it is. I'll be. I'll I mean, this. that's such a broad generalization. Uh oh, Cena. <laughs> I know, I know. That was fucked up, but I'm being serious about that. I, I, I don't really like. I'm a little bit biased towards. That. I don't really like that type of culture. Me personally, saying this. Um, now I do like his skill though, and just like you said earlier, and I think wasn't that the same card that Al, um, uh, Sterling had a twister too. Bryce Mitchell is one of the few twisters in, in, in MMA history. I know he's one of the few twi- twisters. I don't remember. There were two twisters that night. I do that believe that. Thrilling. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe sure. not. Maybe not. Maybe I, I'm I trust your memory, though. Oh, you're, no, no. It wasn't that night. Um, Carlos, what do you think about Bryce Mitchell? Honestly. Um, I think it's, I mean, I like him. I, I, you know. I mean, he's only had three fights in the UFC. This is his fourth fight. He's kind of just coming really. into my radar because yeah. I'm so old. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to like keep track with some of the new guys when you've been around so long, and then they wave one of the older guys around, like a Uriah Hall or a Jack Perry or something like that. Like you start spanning so many years. But like Uriah Hall that. trained yeah. with you, right? Have you trained with Uriah Hall, Carlos? <clears throat> no, 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 no. I've never. I haven't been to a pro practice at Extreme Couture in probably eight or nine years. It's been a very long time. Okay. Uh, when back in the day when I was competing, there was a few times where I participated on uh, some of the training with Ryan Couture for his fights. And just as That's far as kickboxing, sparring with some of them, so that was cool, but not not habitually. I don't, I just really don't grapple a whole lot, and I don't expect the pro to take it easy on me. So it's kind of wasting their time if I'm not gonna go there and be game. Then that's their job, you know. Mm-hmm. So if they ever hop into kickboxing practice, uh, you know, like the classes that I take or sparring, then it's open. Like I mean, I'm game. There are just but so many prospects. Know, I, and come... he's big as fuck too. Who? Who's biggest? Right Hall, man. No, I know he is. He's a fucking. He's almost a light heavyweight. Never go with him anyway. I think like a lot of prospects in the UFC, like uh, Bryce Mitchell, right? You see so many guys. He reminds me of a guy. Now nah, he wasn't a, a. This guy that I'm about to mention wasn't necessarily a, uh, a, a ground expert like Bryce, but he was this type of had this type of hype. Do you guys remember Michael McDonald? Do you remember him? Yeah. He was in the featherweight division. Great. It's fucking great, great and. And it's the same type of hype, right? The guy that could come and take the belt. Just a little bit. Sorry, I I got... Can Carlos, can you turn your audio up just a little bit for me? Yep. Is that better? Yeah. No, just like Michael McDonald, guys. Like, if you remember this man, like, this dude had all the hype in the world. But in this day and age, that type of talent and stuff and and everything, it's great. But there's so many people like that. There's so many people at that talent level with that crazy, absurd talent. At that point, it's a matter of day in and day out in MMA. It's that discipline that separates everybody, in my opinion. I we need to see Bryce Mitchell develop all around. Luck too, though. Luck too, yeah. You know, for sure, for yeah, sure. Anybody uh, can be anybody on any given night. All of them, yeah. If you start from the basis that all of them train a ton, right? Right. Even though ninety percent of the time I would agree with what you're saying, there's still that one time where I mean, you know somebody throws a punch and they've thrown enough of them and if it lands you know you can have one of those uh uh crazy moments that you can get every once in a while that humble the shit out of somebody like a matt sarah knockout of uh gsp when no one expects don't talk that is the one oh that hurt my heart that's my least favorite oh Uh, well, here let's um. We uh, mentioned Uriah Hall. Let's let's yeah. let's get into the main prelims of this card. So, right, Uriah Hall and Chakare Souza are going to be starting. But what the fuck uh, is this? This card is gold. Like, this is stacked. This card. Chakare all day, baby. 
Jacques Ray is gonna steamroll. Okay, Uriah. we'll get into it. Let me let me let me read the rest of the prelims, please. So then, following the Uriah Hall Jacques Ray fight, it's gonna be Carla Carla Esparza versus Michelle Watterson. We got Alessi okay. Olenek versus Fabricio Verdu, and then Anthony Pettis versus Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Oh, dude, this card. Why is that the fucking prelims? Like, what the fuck, Dana White? Uh, let's start off with Jacare Uriah Hall. Carlos, you can take the lead. I want to hear your opinion on that. Please. I like Jacare, man. I think I think Jacare can get him. I think he gets him to the ground. Jacare's pretty good with his stand-up as far as defensively and, you know, as far as, like... He throws bombs. What I think he need, yeah, what he needs to do to get somebody down, I think it's really good because, you know, he throws that over, over, over to the hand, looping shot, which makes it seem as if he's follow-up he's going to follow up with a kick and it really setting up the opposite leg for a single or you know a grab of some sort and i think he takes him down and i think on the ground he's not i don't think i mean i don't know yeah no no one's not i agree with you no one in that division i uh, I have a question for y'all does this not mean that jacare is now moving back down to middleweight after fighting his last fight at light heavyweight well he was originally a middleweight i think that was just right yeah i don't know what's up with these fighters which he lost, and yeah, then was... moving back down middleweight to fight Uriah Hall. And it's the same mistake Chris Weidman made. Like, yeah, I'm losing a ton of fights at this division. So what do I do? Let me move up to UFC light heavyweight, where people are just as fast and way stronger. No, I think it's time to look in the mirror and admit your skills are kind of dim- – you're getting older. And I think Jacare – I'm not saying he should retire or anything. I just don't understand – I don't like the move up to light heavyweight. That's never smart. That's never smart in my opinion. And I think he should have stayed at middleweight, but – Truth be told, he has no excuse of losing this fight. He's fighting a purely stand-up fighter, a striker. He's creative, and he throws dangerous strikes, but Uriah Hall's confidence is very consistent and shaky, and it's not what it was when it was in the ultimate fighter. So if my opinion, Carlos said something very, very, uh, that stuck out to me. Jacques Array is a very crazy good defensive stand-up fighter. Like, he throws that overhand when he gets pushed into a corner, and you guys need to, people need to understand, that overhand's pretty nasty, man. That's that's some crazy knockout power. So you mix that in with that jiu-jitsu. I do agree with Carlos. Like, he will take him down, and that's all she wrote. The alligator will fucking game over. What do you think, Andrew? So right now, uh, right now Uriah Hall is ranked number 10 at middleweight, right? Does this win necessarily really mean anything for either of these fighters? Because I'm sorry, I just, right, if Uriah Hall wins this fight, I'm not sure beating Jacare is enough to show you Oh, I'm gonna go fight a top five guy from being a no, but it's definitely that's never something he's done in his career. So wouldn't you guys say that's pretty big for him? By the way, Andrew, good segue. That's a really good point, though. No, Sestina, that's a really good point because it would show, at least I guess on his resume, that he's able to be the a crazy jujitsu expert. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all this fight means is that it's a good matchup and And we both have a job and let's just move on with our lives, man. I will say one thing though: if Uriah wins this fight, I think you need to consider an extension. A contractor said, I think he could be a, he could actually pan out. No, it depends how, though. Huh? Depends how he wins. He's given us some snoozers before with his defensive avoiding bullshit. You're right. I don't think you let him go, though. You know, yeah. It may have taken a little bit too long. You definitely can't let him, you can't let a top 10 guy go. What if he, what if he pans out? Remember when he was in the Ultimate Fighter and Chael Sonnen said, you're going to be better than Anderson Silva one day. What? Uh, not okay. Now I'm not saying that. I'm and saying so you're right, Cena. The only problem is that was in 2012. That was eight years ago, sir. We're a little bit. Eight, we're a little bit too behind. That was but I will eight say, years ago. You guys well, are giving up hope on it. Wait, wait, Carlos is trained. Carlos trains. Let, let me ask Carlos this. It's 
it's so impossible for a fighter to just uh, blossom a little late? You don't believe that could happen with Uriah? No, I, th I think they can. I just think that he's shown, like, to himself. He's quit on himself before. Yeah. In public. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're in front of Jacare, who comes from Brazil, man. And at the end of the day, it's a third world country. He, whatever bad situations of just life circumstances Hall has seen, Jacare's seen him 10 times worse. Okay, I can agree and with Jacare that. Jacare never quits. So. Since none of them are gonna get a title fight again, I'm sorry. They're they're just not that. This yeah. is why they're at, we're at they're that yeah. they're on the card. I can't agree with that. So so I'm I'm into put on a show, get your money. But the reality is that Uriah Hall, if for any reason they release him, right, and they don't get a contract extension, he's gonna make more money elsewhere because yeah. he'll be a headliner at a shitty show that at Bellator. Money just to have him there, as opposed to fighting Jacare at the bottom of the damn prelim card. Yeah. For no race. And Jacare is probably going to be better than the guy you're going to fight in the other promotion. For sure. It's a tougher day at the office. Yeah, with less money. They pay you, you know what I'm saying? They pay you 50 grand on the other promotion. You dispatch a guy in 35 seconds with a spinning heel kick. It gets put on media. And you're healthy. And you didn't fight Jacare. That's crazy. That that one kick made him in like a, an MMA superstar. What if? That's pretty badass. I mean, I mean it's badass. It's it badass. Was a badass kick. Okay, but I think Carlos said the best. We should just enjoy this fight. Shut up and move on. Let's move on to this next fight. <laughs> so the next fight on the card is at women's strawweight. It is Carla Esparza versus Michelle Waterson, aka the Karate Hottie. This is a crazy good fight, guys. I want to hear what your guys' opinion first because I know who I'm picking in this fight. Clear Carlos, cut. go ahead. Carlos is I can I can I can see I can see I, Carlos. Well, I'm karate hottie, man. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not picking against a hot Asian. <laughs> like what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you are. Nah, my bad. <laughs> hey, uh, let a man let a man have preferences. I think, think Mr. Waters is just. Uh, I I honestly don't think we've seen the last of her. I think she's really really talented still. And the, the talent pool is not like rising as fast in women's divisions. So I think that they still lend themselves to a longer career for some of the marquee female fighters. Like Paige can fight another 12 years. Michelle Watterson could probably fight another eight. You know, there's, it's not like there's a bunch of fresh athletes nipping at their heels. Now, mean, Paige Van Zandt's head's all over the place right now, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that she's marketable because there's not a lot oh, of yeah. replacements out there in the wings. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can agree with that. I agree with you. I'm going. I'm going karate hottie. I got karate hottie too, but I think Carla Esparza could definitely has the potential to use establish her wrestling and kind of make it into a little bit more of a boring fight and kind of just decision so this, her way through a victory. Right. That's that's what I was thinking of, and I, I agree with you guys in the sense of okay, you look at Carla. What made her the first champion and what made her feared at first is she just has crazy pressure and crazy good wrestling, but. And this is what uh, Carlos alluded to in the last segment. Mental strength. If you look at Michelle Watterson, she got her ass whooped by Joanna. But what did she do? She kept moving forward, and she wanted that She wanted that work. She said, let's run it. Like, I'm game. Whereas you look at Carla Esparza, as soon as she got hit twice on the feet, I'm not saying she quit or anything. I'm just saying she had she didn't know what to do with herself. She was spinning in circles on the feet. Like, what? So this for me, And it's reminiscent of the karate and wrestling thing like Randy Couture and Lyoto did. Yeah, if you get a hold of them, but you might also run into that tip right to the face. You know, like the, the wrestler's head is at the end of a striker's punches on the way in. 
So yeah, but the striker has only that window. Think about it this way. The striker has yeah, that yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If the striker yeah, misses his miss. target... Yeah, but she but she started throwing some of those strikes when she was four. Who, Michelle? <laughs> like, no, hey, yeah, Michelle, yeah, hey, she impressed the fuck out of me. Martial artist. There's no way Carla can dig as deep as Michelle. And I, even though I would usually take the wrestler, I think Michelle's wrestling is very good, too. Good enough to withstand Carla's. And I think she's just an overall great fighter. I think this fight is going to determine whether or not Carlos Barza has any sort of future remaining. Yes, I, this, yeah, this deter, yeah, and if and if Michelle Waterson can be a money maker to the point where you could put her on a main card, not headlining a fight, which is on a main card. I think that's clutch right there. I think Michelle Waterson can be a champion. You can plaster everywhere, dude. Wait, yeah, what division is she in? She what division is she? Can't I don't know if she could be a champion. You guys, there's some good. Women. If there was an atom weight, if there was a one, uh, was atom weight one twenty five? I think one fifteen. Well, they're 115s. Yeah. So then, yeah, so Adam waits 125. So Adam waits 125. Because I think Michelle Watterson kind of is in that little range where 135 is the the other women get to be a little bit too big for her. And I think at 115. Joanna was so big for her. Was it, Did she not look huge for her? Like, that was just such a big reach disadvantage. And, like, but Joanna might be a pretty lanky girl for that division, for that weight class. I mean, she yeah, she's super lanky. Yeah, I think we're all going on Michelle Watterson. But it's also another very good matchup because they're ranked number seven and eight respectively, and they're sixteen yes. and two and seventeen and two. So, was know, this on accident or on purpose? Why are all these good matchups on here? They're usually some of them are one sided, but this time it's it like has, it has to be just because we have it. Yeah, exactly. We just haven't had fights. And... God, I'm gonna have to get fight, up. I'm gonna be ready by four p.m. Ooh. What's the next fight? Ooh, this next fight, Alexi Olenek versus Fabricio Verdum off of what a two year layoff? I think Verdum's coming off of. Come on, bro. Maybe longer though. Go ahead. Who you guys got? Let me hear. I want Fabrizio to get his ass whooped. Yeah. Why do you want him to get his ass whooped? You don't like him? Because he's a cheater, man. Okay, but in, in this well, era of MMA, most of them were cheaters. Steroids, at least don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he like was like, look. he don't definitely wasn't like a peak of You're gonna be in the roids. Don't look like you look. Look like the Rock. That's I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real with you. Andrew, you tell me you don't like this Olenek guy. I do. He's he's on what a four fight win streak. I want to say. Um, he's like forty. He's like fifty eight and thirty. He's like an old ass dude though. Like what? We're really taking him over Fabricio? Well, yeah, but it's heavyweight though. Yeah, but this this Olenek dude. I'm telling you, if there's one heavyweight that I would not be scared of, I mean, me personally, I would be. But yeah, I'm gonna say record. His record's insane though. His record. Thirteen and one. Dude, <laughs> no, you talk about providing. No, because you know why? Hey, this is why I respect Olenek. Last time I saw him fight, the commentator said this. They asked him backstage in a short interview. No one knew. They're like, "Why do you? Why is your record 58 and 13?" He's like, "You just looked at the microphone." He's like, "I provide for my family," and walked away. That's all he said. I provide for my family. So I respected the fuck out of that. So looking at this fight on uh, the ESPN page where you can kind of see the renders of the fighters, this fight is like the dad fight of the card. It's two heavyweights, but not the best body. They're the worst. They're going to come in for a round, maybe two rounds of fire. <laughs> Hopefully somebody gets knocked out, and then they're going to get tired. And they're Fabricio, gonna Fabricio and there's no here. excuse. Well, I mean, again, we're talking about you're using Fabricio, the baseline of Fabricio that is a cheating baseline of where he has a little bit more endurance right we'll see we'll no see i'm saying happen. the difference in levels between this particular heavyweight nolinic and pretty much my ball sack and everything else is great like he is so trash when i saw him fight and i'm sorry for, for the vulgar language like this olinic guy as much as i respect him skillfully 
a name like Fabricio Verdum, you guys understand Fabricio's beaten. Uh, uh, who's he beaten? Chador? Kane? JDS? He's been the best of the best. Yeah. Fabricio really has one of the craziest heavyweight resumes, and he's his, his jiu-jitsu is goaded. There is no excuse. If you lose this fight, hang up your gloves, and I don't want to hear your name again. So, right, I mean, it's yeah. interesting because, right, this fight, depending how it goes... I hate saying that. Both of these guys can kind of make a case to kind of be right there at the top five, I feel like, easily and get the top five. About it. The top That's five of what? What is Olenek the top five of? Of his family? Yeah, in his family, he's top five. Well, what is no, the, the division, you are, dude. You weren't alluding to the UFC official light yes. or heavyweight rankings. No, 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 no. If Fabricio gets this win over uh, Alexei Olenek, who's rated number 12, he's going to slide in right at number six, number seven. Oh, Fabricio, yes, right. but there's no way Olenek will ever be a top no, five but fighter. You have to give credit for beating a name like Verdum. Please, Andrew, you please name me the top five fighters in that division. Please the give me the top five fighters are DC and Ganu, Curtis Blades, JDS, and Derek Lewis. Where are we putting Olenek? Where are we putting Olenek? Well, I mean, already at number 12. Where's Olenek right now? 12? 12. 12. Yeah. Okay, who's 11, Andrew? Who's 11, 10, and 9? Who's ahead uh, of you? Uh, so at 11, it's Blagoy Ivanov. Number 10 is Shamil Abderkiv Himalov. Oh. I <laughs> Listen, I, I knew Blagoy. I, I wish I could lie to you guys. I don't know who that Shaheem dude is. And then but Walt I, Harris is number 9. And yeah, Walt Harris will work. Well, I don't Alexander, think Olenek's there. Volkov. I think Olenek's the worst fighter in this. I, the last time you won, you won purely off endurance. I don't know. I really don't like Olenek. I, he's my least favorite fighter in the UFC. I can His just last say. fight was a submission in the second yeah, round. Yeah, he won. Round. I was heated. I was so heated. I want him to I lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's going to be the worst heavyweight fight of all time. Yeah, that, Andrew, Andrew was like, oh, yeah, up. this is exciting. I was like... So next we have... Anthony Pettis. Oh! Donald Cerrone, which is going to be the uh, the main fight of the prelims. Talk too much of MMA is officially here now. Now is we're getting into it. Go ahead, Carlos. <laughs> Where did we get? Uh, of course, I have to go with Cowboy. Even though I like I, I like Anthony, you know. But I mean, let's. To me, Anthony peaked before he came to the UFC. And Cowboy's always going to be Cowboy, man. And no, he definitely so, peaked in the UFC. Cowboy fucks up one big fight and then comes back with a fucking hitter. Yeah. And this is that hitter. I think he's going to whoop that fucking ass real proper. I think you're going to see leg kicks. I think you're going to see body shots. I think you're going to see attempts at little spinny and jumpy shit from Pettis. But Cowboy's going to be pissed off like a fucking grizzly, man. So I'm looking forward to it. I think Cowboy's going to get in that. Andrew? So this fight is a rematch of a 2013 fight where Pettis uh, got them uh, KO technical knockout in the first round. That was when Pettis was in his peak, in my opinion, when he was champ up there. I mean, yeah, this is coming right off of, uh, I mean, this is him two years into the UFC, so this is, like, kind of closer right to that peak that Carl was talking about. And I gotta kind of agree, like, right, we see Cowboy do this thing where he takes three fights, four fights in a year, and by that third, fourth fight, right, fighting is a very... It wears and tears on your body immensely. And I have a question. Like, sure. Are they fighting at 55 or 70? 55, Carlos. Oh, wait, no. Are they fighting at, uh, according to my... fighting at 70, though. So if he's dropping back down to 55, that changes everything. Because it's been a hot minute 
since he had to it's make a walk away. It's a 170. It's a 170. Yeah, because Anthony went up. Oh, okay. Okay, then yeah, I stand. I, I stand by my 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 first prediction. And Andrew, you agree with him? Um. Yeah, I kind of think so. I think I gotta roll with the cowboy. Get my cowboy hat. Get on my horse and uh, giddy up. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, take my boy Anthony Pettis' side, and everything you guys said is right. In fact, I'd even argue if without. Let's take the first fight out of the question. Cowboy's bigger. What? I'm yeah. agreeing with you, yeah. Cowboy's bigger, longer. That he just seems more comfortable at that division. But Anthony did work his shit last time they met. That is gonna be and Carlos has actually trained Carlos when you get knocked out, I don't know if you have, but if you ever get knocked out by someone, wouldn't you feel like going into that rematch like just in the back of your head, okay, he did knock me out once. That's gonna be in his head. Hundred percent. Right? So much so that I, I've always said that I would stop training if I ever got knocked out. Really? Because yeah, yeah, fuck that. I I will, I work my ass off to never get hit, ever, ever. That's crazy. That because it, it yeah, fucks no, with no, your no. confidence. I would imagine so, but I've never wanted to find out. So most of my my first four years offense, dude. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I here's my thing though. Yeah. I, you guys, I get what you guys are saying about Cow- Cowboy's trend in his career, where he loses a streak, comes back hard. With he looks shaky and he just came out and said I did not want to be here the last fight he felt nervous. Now also also I think a, a weird thing about it is that I don't think this that last knockout with McGregor is the same because it's not like he took a punch or he took or he took a fucking like kick or anything. More than that it was a surprise element of getting bumped with a shoulder that hard and that that accurately ran the nose dude i just think you his know? head he like, said his head wasn't in it he said i for some reason this is the first fight in my career i just didn't want to be there two days before i started feeling like, like that it's not like he's gonna have a flashback to a punch coming and and knocking him out or he's not no no i just think kick, like you know what i mean like like a rock hold wide man type yeah of thing, where now every time somebody throws a kick past your nose you're gonna be like oh shit watch out because at one time you know what I mean? Like, I just think that he's his conf. I don't think he's mentally the same, the same cowboy. I know it's easy to say, "Oh, cowboy's back." He always does this. I think he, when he just came out, I've never heard cowboy come out and say in a fight, "I just didn't want to be there for some reason." And now going into this fight, I do think Anthony Pettis, guys, we're forgetting one thing. I did not think he had it in him to knock out Wonder Boy. I did not see that coming, and I think he did. Not either, and I, man, I thought, I thought Stephen was too big. Yes, and I, 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 if, if he could beat Wonder Boy, I think he could beat Cowboy. I'm going to take Anthony Pettis. Oh. That's exciting. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that's going to be the, uh, the feature fight of the prelims. And it is. Here we are into the main event. And, uh, yeah, I'll just start from the bottom and work my way up. So opening the card being the curtain jerkers, we have Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro is coming out of the Contender Series. This is going to be his second fight in the UFC. He's coming off of a win off of Justin Taffa. Uh, <laughs> honestly, these guys seem really even in terms of experience, UFC experience, octagon experience. Um, yeah, Greg but... Hardy's 5-2. Jorgen DeCastro's 6-0. Uh, I'm going to root for Jorgen DeCastro just because I'm probably... Yeah, I love doing Greg Hardy. Hardy predictions with you, too. You guys always hate. Yeah, I'm probably never going to root for Greg Hardy. So I'm rooting for Greg Hardy, hands down here. No question. Listen, there's one big difference between Jorgen and Greg, and you could say experience, but we're talking about an NFL athlete, an NFL lineman, a 
speed, yeah, power, and who footwork. Did Jorgen beat? Who? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Justin Toffa. He, he beat Justin. Hey, Poffa Justin Toffa's not too shabby. Uh, he knocked he, out uh, Juan Adams. Juan Adams. Yeah. Hey, that's my guy. I know. All right. And Juan Adams is better. Support. <laughs> I just got to support my five, five and no, five and no at heavyweight. When you're only six one, which really means he's like five ten. Uh, that's a fat dude. Who are you talking about? Uh, the Jorgen guy. Jorgen. Yeah. If they're listing him as six one, he's five ten, and and two fifty, bro. That's that's not. I'm sorry, but unless we're bowling, that's not. That's not a <laughs> he said, "Unless we're bowling." I, I think it was a mean curve, you know. But yeah. fuck that. I, I hate to say, but I think Greg Hardy whoops that ass. That they're building him up so that either a eventually Greg Hardy's built up to up to upset a name, or that's exactly it. Down fucking like magnanimously. You right. know, that's the two. Uh, that's the two ways that they get rid of that. Guy. He's improving. It, it is interesting to me that I feel like they're not giving Greg Hardy the UFC treatment of kind of feeding him to the wolves. Greg Hardy's kind of had some m nicer matchups where I'm not necessarily sure someone with, right, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I Come feel on, like he has no experience. Now you want him, now you want him to fight JDS. Now you want him to fight the good guy. I'm not even saying that. I'm just, yeah. He has no, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We've, we've talked enough about Greg Hardy. Let's let the it's man build his skill. need to talk about Greg Hardy and to... Uh, hey, I, hey, I'll say this about Greg Hardy. I think he's one of the most interesting names in the UFC. He's an NFL athlete, and he draws attention. I think you guys could hate on him for what he did, but we'll see. This is a big fight for him. He needs this win. If he loses this win, I mean, there's no more value to his name. So, <laughs> Yeah, the, also, the moment he starts losing, it's going to be a quick I agree with that. He also said he wants to move into Fight Island, if that's even fucking, like clean and allowed that makes a lot of sense for me that <laughs> yeah. him on a deserted island devoted to fighting and to yeah, people, like, give him props there <laughs> <laughs> go ahead uh, next fight yeah this next fight is going to be in the featherweight division jeremy stevens versus calvin qatar wait wait before we isn't that weird how cowboy just fought connor and they're putting him on a prelim and greg hardy's on the main card what the fuck Put Greg Hardy as the I mean, main. I'm out though. The prelim's going to be on ESPN, and Donald Cerrone's going to be like the main event of the ESPN part of the card. So I feel like it's kind of like a calculus of what's cooler. Okay. okay. I, I feel like he, no, so you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, no, you're right. I, I just saw that. Like honestly, the ending of a prelim might be more valuable than the opening of the main card in some cases. Well, yeah. yeah I, not I, don't know, I don't know if Kyler would make points on that pay-per-view unless he's top or, or second to top billing. And if you're not going to make the points on the pay-per-view, it might as well take a slightly easier time slot and a slightly lesser pressure situation. Facts. Being that you're coming up for that fucking heartbreak, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. So let's get into this Jeremy Stevens-Calvin Qatar fight because I'm actually super fucking excited because I feel like this like... fight is, right, Jeremy Stevens coming off a loss T.I.R. Rodriguez, and then before that, a loss to Zabit. Calvin Qatar coming off a loss of right out of Zabit. Kind of, they're coming off losses against kind of the exact same style, right? I mean, they fought the same person. I personally think Calvin Qatar could have probably been Zabit if that fight had been a five-round fight. Oh, come on. No, no, yes. no. What camp's Qatar out of? Um, he's out of Massachusetts? Maybe you're right, actually, because Zabit did gas out, but like the difference in skill between Qatar and Zabit was pretty, 
clear. Uh, only because of the footwork and because he had the cardio in the first round and a half. I mean, by yeah, I'm saying you build that full round, energy. That no round, right? Calvin Guitar had was making adjustments and was trying no, to figure no, out. Yeah, Zabit was just tired. Zabit was tired at that point when when Zabit was fully going at it with him. He had nothing for. Yeah, Zabit. but if you're getting tired tired in the third round fight, right? All yeah, I'm saying is that's something you can argument that if that had been a five round fight, it seems like Calvin Guitar could have had a very good chance of winning that fight. Possibly. Um, and then Carlos, I can't find where Calvin Guitar is fighting out of. I'm sorry. I know it's out of Massachusetts, but I don't know what fight camp. So I'm going to make my prediction based on social media. And being that little heathen is kind of hanging out with Dominic Cruz all the time, and they're like blowing out over this camp and everything like that. Some <laughs> of that greatness got a sprinkle sprinkle on top of you, and you're going to whoop that ass. Uh, Andrew, this, go ahead. I'm still deciding on mine. This is a tough Yeah, one. no. Uh, this fight, I feel like, is very much Calvin Qatar going to be able to make a statement of why he can possibly be the future of this division. Right. Come Jeremy on Stevens. now. No way. Because, right, like, right, Jeremy Stevens is ranked seven. Calvin Guitar is ranked nine. Uh, ahead of, right, so ahead of Jeremy Stevens, we have Frankie Edgar, Yair Rodriguez, uh, Chan Sung Jun, which is uh, not. The Korean zombie. No, yeah. Korean zombie. Yeah, the Korean zombie. Zabit, uh, Brian T. City, and then Holloway. And then He's not beating any of these guys. Now nah, he'll never beat. No, come on, Andrew. Well, Calvin Guitar would have beaten Zabit, who's ranked number three. But that was due to a fight. cardio issue. If Zabit comes in more prepared, more in shape next time, which I'm assuming he should, he's an evolving fighter, I don't think sure. that he's beating him. But regardless, let's say you're right, because right, I, I can agree with you. Somehow managed to get number three with never having a five-round fight. Wait, what you Which say? I think is a little bit suspect. He's gone to be ranked number three with never having a five-round fight. That's a little suspect. But okay, okay, but if you name the okay, I would take Zabit over T City, as crazy as that sounds. I would take Zabit over pretty much everybody. But in terms of Qatar, listen, I agree with you. He's a grinder. He's a. You're right, and honestly, we can fucking present a lot of problems for Zabit. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. I like Qatar. I'm underrating him. And Carlos and I, you know, I think we're both on the same team. You know, let's go for Jeremy Stevens. That knockout power that that's proven in that division. I will think. Look, look. Jeremy Stevens will win this fight. I do think because Calvin Qatar will take damage. Like, he's willing to fight, willing to trade with Stevens. Yeah, I don't think Calvin Qatar is going to fight a safe fight. I just don't. I, I'm going to trust Jeremy Stevens' power at close range in the pocket. This is going to be a fun fight. There's a little bit of, like, uh, cooperation. There's got to be. I mean, Jeremy Stevens has been at it for a long time, man. No way Qatar will ever be a future of this division. He's, he's weathered. He needs he needs to make a statement probably this year or it's not going to happen. I don't think he'll ever make a statement, but he'll make good money for the rest of his career. He'll make good checks each fight. He'll be a good gatekeeper, no? Jeremy Stevens is a perfect example of another guy that can go to another organization and make a lot of money. Jeremy Stevens is a Ryan Bader. Is a, like Ryan Bader is the biggest fighter in Bellator, no? Uh, you can go to Japan, bro. I feel you can go to Japan and go fight for one or go fight for Ryzen. One, one, one pays yeah. very well for un, for lower weight divisions, especially. Okay, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. Like, next. Um, any, is there anything else you want to touch on with these two? As long as I just don't want, I don't. I'm not the biggest guitar guy, but you, you're right. I can see where you're coming from, Andrew. I see him winning this fight because I don't trust Jeremy to win any fight, to be honest. Guitar is the underdog, so <laughs> for reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then in our, uh, I guess this is what called the feature bout, right? It's the, not the second to last fight on the card, but the third to last fight, whatever. It's going to be Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho. We got to spend some time on this one technically because this is Carlos's guy. Oh, 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 
I can't wait for this fight. Let's go. Go. I'm going to break this down technically, too. Carlos, what do you think? Because they're two very similar fighters, right? So I'm curious to see who you think is going to win this fight. So hard. See, is it? And Gano's older, but he has more reach in the leg and the hands, and he's been working like a motherfucker. He moved here. He's basically been living here in Vegas with Eric. So, I've just seen uh, Eric snaps. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, um, damn, dude, it's it's a, it's a it's a son of a bitch of a fight. I just think that it's either. See the Russian strikes moment, or Engano's gets gets catapulted to title contention. So in my head, either way, Russian strikes can afford the loss a lot more than Engano. Yeah, Russian strikes on the come up. He can take a couple of career, you know. Definitely. So uh, for Engano, if he loses this, especially in a boring or devastating fashion, uh, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. He's always a name. I mean, he's he's a marketable guy, but he's already had a couple of like fumbles, and he's not young. And those big bodies, like that, that they take abuse, man. You know. Hey right, guys, let me hit you with a fact, and I just wanted to like kind of let it let it run over you and kind of marinate in this fact that Jairzinho Rosenstruck is currently or not currently. I mean, I guess still currently, but he is seventy six eight and one with a kickboxing record before entering the UFC. I'm sure probably like the first 20 guys were probably cans that he had no problem taking care of. But no, still, that's a lot of fights. That's a lot of that's like that's a significant. I mean, that's fucking insane. That's, that's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it uh, is. It is. So I, I I think there's a, that that was a really good point you brought up, Carlos, about how this fight either way. And I agree, Jorginho kind of has a little bit of room if he loses, not going to damage him as nearly as much as it would Francis. But either way, as long as this fight ends spectacularly, this is a title contention fight for the winner, no matter what, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we could say that just because John might move up. And that's a thin division, too. Exactly. The only issue is, the only issue is, this has the potential to be kind of a snooze. This no, has the not. potential. No, it does uh, not. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We've had it historically where Francis Ngannou has been a part of one of the most boring heavyweight fights in UFC history. That was against. I don't think it's going to happen again, but it was against another big who, who power was, striker. Who was the guy that you fought? Derek Lewis. Yeah. Okay, so if you look at. I think he was going to push the pace a lot more than Derek Lewis is going to be, but. It could also be something, a very similar thing, where they're just kind of standing looking at each other and kind of afraid to engage either way. So I have to disagree. Got 70 kickboxing fights, I have to disagree. I don't think Jorginho will is the type of fighter to counter-strike and just relax. And, I mean, he is a counter-fighter, to be honest, but he's not going to be like that Derek Lewis fight, where whereas he knows that for him to win this fight, he's fighting a guy that weighs more than him, is taller than him, has a higher reach than him, and whose biceps are like tanks. Like he is, Francis Ngannou is the most feared power striker, in my opinion, in the UFC. So here's where <laughs> I think. With like the power of Ford Focus or something? Yeah. Some here's where Jorginho, in my opinion, has that advantage striking. They're very similar, right? Crazy knockout power. But I think Jorginho's counter strikes, his combos, are aggressive. And that's where he, if he could just get in and. Yeah. He can, he can win that fight. But here's my thing is. Francis punches a little bit slower, 
but he has long reach. He can punch from a distance. I just, I don't think either of these fighters are going to get out of their ways. I think both of them will get hit. Uh, I think Jarzino will get hit more than Francis. I do think Francis drops him and knocks him out in one round. I think this is an awful fight for Jarzino. I think for a guy that has, they both, this is, so I'm not worried at all about the ground. This is just an awful matchup for Jarzino, in my opinion. Well, and I, and I just realized something, too, that there is a slight edge that Ngannou has, right? He already beat the fuck out of Overeem. So it's not his first time rodeo with a kickboxer that has a lot of experience. He already uppercut it one into the moon. Well, didn't yeah, Rosenstruck yeah. be? Yeah. just barely got past Overeem. I mean, only he got him. Turn Alistair Overeem into the goddamn Joker. Who? Yeah, Ngannou? Uh, Jarzino did. Yeah. Ngannou. Oh, no, well, yeah, Gano. Jarzino was getting his ass whooped till the end, guys. No, the lip, the lip. No, I know, but Jarzino came back at the end. No, it was a yeah. Good... He cut Alistar's lip, the lip. Yeah, but wasn't Alistar winning that fight? That was the uppercut was in Gano. Yeah, the uppercut was in Gano. Alistar's gone decimated. Yeah. <laughs> it's Travis Brown. Great. It's not going great. It's not, it's not going great. great. Um. Should we move on? Is there, was there anything else? You no, I think about? this is a bad matchup for Rosenstrike. Everybody's hyping this fight up. It's going to be a great fight to see. And don't get me Why wrong. Why is it a bad matchup, though? Like, because Ngannou's bigger and stronger, and his strength is playing into Ngannou's strength. He's, like, for to beat Ngannou, I think what you were alluding to, that boring fight style, you need to have a technical striker like Stipe who can box, stay at distance. Oh, and... Isn't a kickboxer with over 80 fights that's 170 of them a technical fighter yeah but rosenstrike doesn't give like he's not like steve like he will he's gonna rush into damage like he's it's like that's my th biggest thing is rosenstrike will put his head out there like he's gonna get hit and for me they're gonna go at it both of them will i'm gonna go with the stronger guy who has the reach advantage who if he lands from a distance you know like at this point it's a toss-up and if, if i had to pick i'm picking the bigger stronger guy with the reach advantage that's all you know and you're right though if there's one advantage where you're where joe jarzino could win it's cerebral i think francis is a little bit weaker mentally that's all though i'm gonna trust eric eric has him ready though eric He's has him ready fireworks hopefully fucking yeah. fireworks yeah. let's move on the let's move sound. on to, uh, the sound boys with no crowd there we're gonna uh, hear the sound so much better. Ah, just smack. Like the, just the disgusting <laughs> panting. Great <laughs> sound followed by splatter. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're into this co-main event: a bantamweight fight for the title, defending his belt. Triple C, Henry Cejudo, Henry Cringehudo, versus Oh my God, Dominic Cruz. The Dominator, former champ, former daddy of the bantamweight division. Let's be fucking real. Okay, so you have some unknown feelings towards Dominic Cruz, huh? Uh, I think all the fighters who are <laughs> a bantamweight fighter who have grown up in the last five, ten years have looked up to Dominic Cruz. So that's what I mean when I say he's their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say it like that. Uh, I mean, this is. I'm gonna wait for you guys because I know you guys are gonna go ahead and feed our audience well, some clearly, bullshit. I mean, clearly, I'm gonna go with Daddy Cruz oh, with the Daddy fucking Cruz. winner right here. Oh, Daddy Cruz is gonna be oh, the Michael Jordan of the fucking featherweights or the bantamweights now. Henry Cejudo is gonna be the best bantamweight ever. Newsflash to both of you. If he wins this fight, no. If he wins this fight, I'm willing to have yeah. that conversation. He has a lot more fights to win. I don't think this fight proves it, but I think he's smart in the sense of he's gonna he's following the same path John Jones took, killing legends. Who do you guys have in this fight? 
So he has two belts or three, this little guy? Two, he but, has he's... two belts, but he's triple C because he's an Olympic champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, about it. I, know, I know about his attempts at impregnating other men. Uh, I'm not interested in that right now. You got a gold medal it's... for that. So, wrestling here over here. MMA, you just don't go crutch to crutch for for fun. So I don't want to talk about his past. I just want to find out. So he's at one thirty-five and one twenty-five champ, right? Correct. Which does the one twenty-five division even exist? I don't know. Yes, it does. Because come on, does it though? He's defending post, the belt. Post, post Rona, post Rona, does the UFC keep the flyweight division? I think there's even more chance that they cut it now. But what do they do, Andrew? They're not just going to release a division with those fighters. Like, that yeah, gives them fights. They already did. What do you mean? They already fired, like, the majority of them before the Rona shit was going on anyways. Did they really? They released, yeah, they released, like, I want to say they kept, like, 10 to 15 flyweights on the roster, if that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's a tough division to fill, and I think it's tough to sell it because it's hard to one-up. I mean, it, there's a lot of action, but there's not a lot of definitive action, so it's almost like watching racquetball sometimes. I, like, the ball's just going so freaking fast, dude. Right. If, you know, like, if Mighty Mouse isn't able to get uh, public excited about uh, MMA fighting at that weight class, who is? I'm sorry. Just Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. I feel like Mighty Mouse is a much more exciting fighter to watch than Henry Cejudo. I mean, I would say they're. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They're pretty both. I'd say they're both similar. They're both pretty insanely technically sound. I'd say Mighty Mouse probably a little bit better. Uh, but guys. Let's keep it very. This is going to be a one-sided beatdown. I expect Dominic Cruz to go out silently in one round. Go ahead, Andrew. Do you have some bullshit to say? No, I'm just curious. Uh, this isn't necessarily <laughs> to even combat what you just said, but kind of as a segue, a segment. Uh, right. We saw Henry Cejudo make leaps and bounds improvement when he switched to more of a karate stance, correct? Right. He was... That allowed him to kind of... He, he widened up his stance, which allowed him to kind of take advantage of his incredible wrestling base and kind of give him different angles against now, marlon marias round two well he, he he did that about before he got the belts he switched to this karate style okay, after okay, he lost okay. Mouse the first time i remember okay uh, so i'm curious with dominic cruz's movement and his ability to be so agile and kind of dance around his opponents is a wider more open karate stance good to kind of combat that style of dealing with a dominant cruz fighter I don't know. It's very interesting. I just kind of thought of that in my head right now. I don't know how that works. I'm curious to see because I'm kind of of the opinion that Dominic Cruz is kind of do what Dominic Cruz always does. is going to dance around. It's going to be too quick, and he's just going to outpoint the fuck out of Henry Cejudo. You know he's what? Be another win. You know what, Andrew? You're right. You, you made a good point, honestly, and I'm going to change my prediction because you just made a really good point. He's not going to knock him out in one round. He's going to knock him out in three. It's going to take him an extra two rounds to figure out Dominic Cruz's little dancing around him. Um, let's be very clear here. Uh, Henry is bigger, stronger, just as quick. The left hand of Thor. Henry Cejudo is not bigger than Dominic Cruz, fun fact for you. <laughs> Henry Cejudo is not bigger than him? His muscles aren't bigger than Dominic Cruz's frail arms? On ESPN, Henry Cejudo is listed as 5'4", which means he's 5'2 in real life. No, 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 no. Dominic Cruz is listed as 5'8". We're talking about strength. We're talking about strength. We're talking about when they collide, who's winning. It makes a difference, though. Who's winning that when they collide, when they grapple? I'm taking Henry. I don't think Dominic Cruz is ever going to be there for him to grapple. And even if he is, Dominic Cruz is extremely good at sprawling. He is, but I just think you're, you're we're not counting the injury recovery. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say, Carlos? He can only lose to injury recovery. 
So I, I get what you guys are saying. But, again, like, if, if Cody Garbrandt embarrasses Dominic Cruz like that, I'd figure a guy with a similar fighting stand-up fighting style as Cody, you know, that quickness, that that counter strike. That oh, totally different styles, I feel like. Totally different styles. No, 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 no. I'm saying the danger they present. Henry's a good boxer. Henry's never been accused of being a good boxer. Matt, that's why I disagree. I think Henry's boxing super. That left hand is crazy oh, and it's quick. No. His karate stance prevents him from being a good boxer. The way he stands prevents him from being a good boxer. I'm, I'm talking sorry. about stand, not boxing purely. I'm talking about stand up. My bad. The threats they pose to Dominic Cruz on the on the feet is very similar. Is what I meant in the sense of how cardio. Quickness nope. and power. I do and think so. And also, that Cody Garbrandt fight is Dominic Cruz being on the tail end of a three fights in one year, which, like we just said with Cowboy Throne, I mean, that fight. fight, Cody Garbrandt really just dominated him across the board. I don't know what you wanted out of Cruz to do. Like, Cruz was trying. He, he was recovered yet, bro. He huh? was not recovered yet. He was oh. not recovered yet. No, he was not. And, and Henry has one good strike. Yeah, one. That's true. That is true. He has a kick. A roundhouse kick and the left hand. The roundhouse position because he has a fat ass like my neighbor, the accountant. No, no, he, <laughs> okay, he does have a fat ass. No homo. Dad, he can try to get you pregnant all day long at will. Well, guess what? He got. Guess what? He got a gold medal for trying to get people pregnant. So he's pretty good at getting people pregnant. I would say. Yeah. So there's also a dude out there in walking skis with a fucking BB gun has a gold medal. My thing is this, you guys. I just don't know how you guys. I get what you're saying. So before I go on, you think you really both of you are not. You really think Dominic Cruz? You really think Dominic Cruz is winning this fight? I think Dominic Cruz is going to win this fight. Yes. I think as long as he's recovered properly and he's asked them to push the recovery, which he always does, he starts pushing the training before he's 100% because he's so goddamn eager to be the greatest. You know what this calls for, my friends? This calls for another bet. <laughs> this calls for another bet, Carlos, because I really just feel like this is going to be an, a clear and I'm going to enjoy bragging next week. I really will. I'm going to have to figure it out. But how? what bet should we make? Because, you know, I do think this will be a – three-round knockout embarrassing this is gonna be this is this has to be a slapping belt uh, 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 the same the same thing but you're gonna slap yourself right <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll wear a face mask and a glove too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't touch my face must slap their own self hard enough for the other ones to hear <laughs> uh, okay, let's make it a little bit more interesting Should I put something one of the loser has to put something on the palm though the loser has to put something on that palm when he slaps. Shaving cream. Just do like shaving cream or something. No, no, no. It can't be like this. It has to be like, it has to be a hard slap. I know. Sure, but. That's you just knock yourself out on camera. But you just slap yourself. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're not going to do that. How about this? The loser next week has to chug, has to chug a little, little cup of alcohol. A nice little shot. <laughs> or not, a nice little, get us a little, but before, as the show starts. So you got to do the whole show a little bit, you know, drunk. I feel you like know, that's like that a, I feel like that's a reward, not even a punishment, though. Yeah, I haven't drank it for a year. <laughs> okay. We'll think of that, but guess what? We're going to announce this later on in the week, but I know for a fact we need to establish a bet for this because I'm going to really re enjoy gloating uh, Dominic Cruz's brutally. Brutal loss. Bro, I can't wait for Henry Cejudo to have to come to terms that he is only single C once again. 
He went from triple C to single C. Well, well, he well, he's not an Olympic champion to you anymore. Suddenly that double that, C. That's is gone. a single C. That's a single C. He's gonna lose. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess he's gonna lose one belt. I guess he'll still be double. double yeah, C. yeah. Well, never mind. Never mind. Let's move it. Let's move it on. All right. So you guys got Dominic. I got Henry, and that's gonna be something we stay tuned on. I have, before we go, let's just let the record state, Your Honor, that Cena's rooting for a guy that challenged women in the past. Okay, let's move on. It doesn't make sense considering he's a Greg Hardy fan. The man challenged women before. He was I'm going to say lady. one thing right now before everybody moves on. I am a clear-cut and known feminist. I am a feminist. <laughs> so that is before. <clears throat> now we can move on. Sorry. All right, let's move on. Just well, main... he's the ultimate feminist because he's his <laughs> people. Like, you know I mean? like, talk about inclusive. He, he gives ass whoopings evenly, you know? <laughs> doesn't discriminate. He, would he? I don't know. I no, think, he doesn't discriminate. Valentina whooped that ass. Wait, Valentina would who? Whoop whose ass? Not my ass. Shit out of Henry. Oh, Henry, not my oh, ass. I was about oh, to say. Oh, sir, sir. You better be talking about Henry, sure. not me. <laughs> wait, wait, are you serious? Valentina would not beat up Henry. Both of you stop that right now. Just, both of you stop that. There's no way she's beating up Henry. Have you seen that woman? Have you? There's no way I'll ever take a woman to beat up a man. You, oh, dude, no. no See, if you're a true Shinkun feminist, a oh, hold on, I have a really good point here. See, if you're a true feminist, you would be rooting for Valentina Shevchenko. To I would, bro, wait, wait, wait. I'm rooting for her. She's my favorite fighter, but there's no way she beats Henry Cejudo in a fight, man. She's not going to take one punch from that oh. fool. A man? A man? Come on. You're supporting the PTR right here, Tina. You're just supporting I voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I definitely I didn't vote last election. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, he voted for Trump. That's All right, let's move on. I'm almost forty to a certain amount of, uh, of, of misogyny and, and sexism because <laughs> of my generation. No. We were not taught properly, so it's not our fault. <laughs> of course. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, that's just what I was told. They told me at the meeting for forty years. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't know any better. So you know, you guys are gonna have to just deal with that because now with the Rona, we're not that sensitive. And that's it. Uh, that's that's arguable. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Main event. Oh yeah. The main fireworks. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, lightweight fight. Hell it's, yeah. Uh, it's not for any sort of interim belt or anything. This is the most e the easiest prediction I've ever had to pick. I'll wait for you guys to go. Well, no, I mean it is a top contender decider because Dana already said whoever gets this gets Khabib yeah, whenever maybe. that's possible I mean if we believe Dana White for being honest which as we all know he is one of the most oh, honest trustworthy people especially when he's talking to the media he's always telling the truth I, I, like I, hey, I'm a Dana White I'm a supporter right I, in and fight Khabib at any moment it's not about like his ultimate game I don't think anybody has any right to I don't think you can find you cannot criticize Dana White man yes you can there's nah. so many criticisms of Dana nah, White nah so. he's the perfect guy he's I, I disagree Dana White has done so much for the sport, and yeah. the sport wouldn't be where it is today. But that does yeah. not mean you're not allowed to criticize him or that he's yeah. Perfect. But it's slander. Like, what you, no, he's not perfect. But like, you can't like if you're gonna point out the small negatives over the large positives he's done. Like at that point, you oh, just have to... isn't the point of criticism to be just better overall? So like, no, but you're criticizing him because you have preconceived biases towards him and you don't like him. No, I. I'm a huge fan of the UFC. I just said it to you. The UFC wouldn't be where it's at without Dana White. I don't think anybody could run the UFC. 
like Dana White okay. does right now. Like, okay, that's, uh, that's good enough then. You have, you have your own criticism. There's still a lot of criticism you can make. Yeah. It's like, but right? if you say it like that, I can stand aside. If you say that there's no one better, then I'll respect that. Um, What's your prediction for this fight, Cena? Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson? No, 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 no. You ladies, ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. Well, that's why I'm starting with you. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Gaethje. Justin Gaethje is going to steamroll this fight. Justin Gaethje, and everybody calls me crazy. Tony Ferguson sustains too much damage in his fights. And that is facts. He is going up against someone with the wrestling pedigree to stand on the feet. He's going up against someone with a chaos variable to him. Someone that you just don't know where his punches will be. You don't know how angry he's going to throw. And you don't know how fast he's going to... Justin Gaethje is the wild card of wild cards. And I think Justin Gaethje is the worst matchup for Habib Nurmagomedov. With that wrestling pedigree and this and the strikes, the punches he throws. Now I know that Tony Ferguson. Before I end my rant, is gonna is one of the best in the world. He's on this crazy win streak. But I talked. Listen, he sustains a lot of damage in his fights. Anthony Pettis dropped him. Uh, numerous other fighters have hurt him throughout his career. Listen, every but every dog has its day. I don't. I think he's gonna get brutally knocked out in this one. And I think this is gonna be a world shocker. You want to go, Carlos, or should I? Go ahead. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I think Tony Ferguson is going to fucking eat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get in that ass. He's going to tear it up. He's going to really ruin it. He's going to ruin that hole. Uh, this is fighting, Andrew. This is fighting. No, I know. No, I understand. I understand that. And I, I stand by everything I just said. Okay. Tony Ferguson, uh, I just think, right, the the angles he takes, the weird movement with his weird rolls when he's rolling away into people rolling away from people. It's just a little bit too unpredictable. I think Justin Gaethje is a little bit, I would argue that Justin Gaethje is a little bit predictable, right? You know he's going to try to walk you down. You know he's going to walk oh, you down. Oh, Tony's not going to do that? In the pocket with you. Uh, I, think, I think Tony Ferguson has a lot more ways to win. I think if it goes to the ground, I think Tony Ferguson can fucking piece him up with some sort of sick jiu-jitsu move. I think if it goes to the ground and some sort of sprawl. I, think I don't think Tony can take it down, though. I think opposed to trying to change the position or trying to gain a better position, I think there's a very high likelihood that Tony Ferguson just starts raining down elbows and that Justin Gaethje just is not going to be able to handle it. I think this fight's going to end in doctor stoppage with Justin Gaethje having a gash over his eye. I could see that. To be honest with you, I could see that. And Justin Gaethje still has... Doesn't he have, like, a lot of scar tissue over one of his eyes? Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, but yes, no, but, use but that no, that's factor. a legitimate factor. Like, it's oh. a legitimate factor. When you have scar tissue on a part of your body, it's easier to cut... Scar tissue, scar issue. Just engaging. Right. It's just easy, right? So okay. So if it would take you five punches normally without scar tissue for it to cut or bleed, it's going to take you two and a half. Say, Tony Carlos is going to get that easy. Carlos, I'm assuming you're backing up your brother here because you know Tony's the clear pick. No, to, to both of your surprise. First of all, if you look at Tony Ferguson's right eyebrow, he's got fucking just a small <laughs> yeah, whoa, issue there. All right. So even sure. even uh, uh, eliminated. Secondly. Normally, I would agree 100% with let's go with a man that looks like a bat. But the man that looks like a bat has a fragile psyche. He doesn't even like to talk about it. He got offended because they asked him how he got over the hump of his mental health, which is a well-documented thing. It's not a dig. It's not a fucking disrespectful thing to say to him. Dude, you did freak out on the way to treatment in the middle of the fucking freeway, jumped out and ran through <laughs> the fucking woods, and then stole your son from your own fucking house. Wait, he what? With his son? What did he do? Yeah, dude. He stole his son? did a couple years ago. He stole his son? Wait. Yeah. 
counterpoint. He's a paranoid of whatever, whether he's doing drugs or he's a manic dude or whatever the fuck that is. And listen, I'm not saying anything other than the fact that when that gets brought up, he gets resentful. So there's something there that he just put away in a vault as if it's not going to affect him. And this is a dude that is so singular-minded. He spent the last however many months hating Khabib. Fuck Khabib. Fuck that bear. I'm the bear. I'm the fucking bear. All of a sudden, He's the, the is like, eh. Now you're fighting this crazy motherfucker. And guess what? I haven't seen a white boy that doesn't give a fuck as much as Justin Gagey since Justin Gagey. Oh, wow. That, that might have to get clipped. I think if we were talking about Khabib and Tony, that's a different Tony. Okay? I think we're talking about a Tony that spent a bunch of time and energy and mental energy and emotional energy thinking about the Khabib fight, the Khabib fight, the Khabib fight, fucking Khabib fight. And now you got this fucking troglodyte in front of you. And I think uh, I think Justin's going to beat the shit out of him. I think he's going to make him a highlight reel, and I think he's going to ruin the Khabib and Tony fight forever, man. It breaks my heart, but I think that's what's going to happen. Counterpoint, Andrew. I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, big counterpoint. I just don't think Tony has it in his head to switch gears. So, big counterpoint to that exact point, right? Tony Ferguson has been a basket case since he'd entered the UFC into the Ultimate Fighter house. He has been a basket case his entire career. And it seems, and like I just kind of rewatched a whole bunch of clips from the Ultimate Fighter with Tony Ferguson, it seems that very much manicness that uh, his mental health issues it very much seems like that is his 100 percent his fuel we're talking about a guy who weighed in for fights that weren't happening two weeks ago just to show that he can in his words champ shit only i don't think it matters who the fuck they put in front of him i think tony ferguson is going to use exactly what you said all of that energy all of that no energy because he just cut weight <laughs> that demonness that he holds deep inside of him and i think he's gonna i think he unleashes that every time he enters the octagon and ooh, that's a scary man i don't know it's gonna be fun yeah for somebody smart enough to fear that yes i don't think justin's smart enough. yeah and not only that tony doesn't throw power it's gonna take him a gradual buildup of strikes to to really get that doctor stoppage right those elbows that continuous elbow hit Bro, I really think one hit from Gaethje, and I could just see this fucking dude's cranium just exploding. Well, and But here's the thing, though. I sound stupid. The world will sh shit on me for, for even th saying it so confidently. Like, Carlos and I just said Justin would beat the shit out of Tony. Oh, once I clip, because I'm going to clip this up and put this up on you, Instagram, people are going to be like, oh, you're stupid. Because that's the general notion. But you need to dissect that. You need to look at the fight. In my opinion, if Tony, look, this is the, if Tony didn't sustain damage like he did, if he could find a way to fight and win his fights without fucking going through a war, I would no question Tony's the more talented fighter, better, but Carlos nailed it, man. That mental psyche is fucking embarrassing. I hate, it's, I hate watching him speak. It's cringy. Habib shitted on him in that press conference. Habib literally, Habib, he threw his belt on the ground. He said, come on, square up. Habib just said, what? Just kick the belt. Kicked his own belt off the fucking stage. Nah, man, come on, bro. It's all up here, and you could tell when they're broken up here. The funniest shit about it, about Tony, and the best shit is Sean O'Malley's reenactments of his training. <laughs> wait, wait, yes. I think I saw. I thought Sean O'Malley. They don't like each other, no? Or Sean doesn't like Tony, or what? I don't what? know if he likes him or not, but the shit that he does, like, to mock him is hilarious. Dude, did you see the bouncing ball one that Tony did? The activity where he just front flips on that exercise ball? Or did you see any of Tony's uh, extra? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? What does that do? What does He's that do? He's one of the best MMA personalities online of all time. What it, do you consider that? He tweets 
the way he tweets where he capitalizes every letter of every every word the first letter of every word like, <laughs> he really does that it's so weird <laughs> i just don't lo- i don't like i don't like it i don't okay i'm gonna be honest with you guys like and this is gonna get some heat i don't he's an uneducated individual i don't like that i just don't like the way he carries himself and i know fighters should be given an exception because their lives are 10 times harder probably than any other athletes and they make less money so and i know they're more damaged and this is not a game it's not a sport but to me i just think you know like a lot of his mannerisms are a little bit immature and childish like press conference first thing he does turns his chair upside down or backwards sits on it backwards like this to the media says i'm the fucking shit what bro like <laughs> shut up i feel like you have to have that mindset of your uh yeah I yeah mean, any athlete of the professional yeah, he's a top 15 to fighter no you're right you're the best and you're the shit he's a championship he's a champion and some guys spend so much time developing their fighting skill, they don't develop a proper social skill, like John Facts. Jones, dude. John Jones is just the most unlikable motherfucker. I like him a lot. What do you mean? I like him a lot. He's my favorite fighter right I, now. I, I mean, he's a great fighter, but I, I have zero interest in him as a human being or anything that comes out of his mouth other than anything that's fight-related. Or excuses you. fight-related, I fucking mute that shit. I mean, he's 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 a preposterous human being. He is. He is. I'll say that. I try not to pay attention to his personal life. He's hey guys. He's going through it, man. Man, he's maybe he's just going through it. Like we don't really know him personally, and I see what you're saying. He has come across as just despicable in the media. I'm not going to judge him like that because I know he's a man of. Go ahead. Here's a question only his older brothers that 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 are big enough and know him could ask him. This is a legit question, and I would love to have this fucking film, right? It's, would you want your daughter's John Jones to marry John Jones? Wait, 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 say that again? Would you want your daughter's? Somebody should ask him if he would want his daughters to marry someone just like him, but who's not rich and famous. Yeah, that's true. I can agree with that. <laughs> say, hey, hey, listen, I have no judgment if you're man enough to answer that question honestly. That's it. Yeah, but here's my thing is like that's that's not I'm not gonna judge him on that, you know, like I don't know the I'm just asking a simple question, sir. <laughs> like uh, it's we, very simple. I want my son to be a man like I am. And I th- and I'm raising my son to be a good suitor for a young woman. I would ask John Jones if when his daughter brings a John Jones from high school that's exactly like him, but without any athletic ability or money, are you gonna be all excited? Hey, I'm pregnant by Tyrone Jones. He's <laughs> just like you, Daddy, but he don't fight and has no talent. What are we going to do now? Are we going to champion that shit? Are we going to clap? Don't worry about it. I'll support Tyrone. I don't think so, dude. No, you're right. He has gotten a pass because he is the greatest talent we've seen in this sport. I mean, yeah, athletes get passes all the time. He's not unique in that regard. Who, John? Yeah, yeah, right. Athletes he does. He has gotten more passes than everybody else. Passes. I'll give you guys credit. Uh, again, I... I for me, it's the same thing as Drake. Oh, Drake's not a rapper. Like, yeah, but Drake makes the best music out of anybody out. So why are we saying that? You know, like the wrong people, sir. Yeah, you both hate Drake, huh? I get both of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I figured, I figured, I figured. As soon as I said that, I was like, I know these are the worst two people to say that to. That's funny. Well, boys and girls. Little was an actual rapper, not just a TV show, bro. Like last week. I mean, if you listen to his music, you might agree. <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah, music. The great art. The art. 
Yeah, no, the no, art. No, my dog is making music right now, dude. Hey, if you want to say that, listen. Hey, I, I have pity yeah, yeah, for the people yeah, that no, don't listen to I music. Got, I got some trash cans here and a couple of broomsticks. Hey, I feel, hey, I feel bad for you, Carlos, because I got a new Drake album, and that's way better than a trash can. I'll tell you that right now. I take two steel pipes and I do a solo that goes crazy at EDM. I right, listen, man. If you want to insult the greatest uh, musician of all time. Drake's not a musician. What instrument does he play? Wait, what, what instrument does he what play? What instrument does he play? Uh, he piano. That's documented. Piano. He wrote piano. He. That's why Alicia Keys hired him, by the way, to write and play piano for her. No oh. one knows that. Ooh! Take that back, Andrew! Take that back! You didn't... I did. Truly, I did not know he played piano. I haven't heard this song. I'd be curious to listen to it. What? Fireworks. Look it up. Listen. I believe he plays piano when I can put a sh when I can put sheet music in front of him on an acoustic piano. No, he's the best. It. He's one of the best male singers alive. Though. He, could do, he could probably do chords on a keyboard. Oh wait, wait, he's he, hey, he's one of the best shows. male singers alive. He's a rapper and he's he can, he's a writer. A singer? Yeah, he can sing. He is singing is beautiful. I love his singing. You guys, <laughs> that's that's what made his career. He's the only rapper that's been able to create to step outside the rap genre and nail R&B. Bro. bro, I hey, I think you guys should really listen to his music. No. Bro, you guys, everything, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying everything you guys are saying about his music's incorrect. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like we should before we say something like, like he is. I respect a man's talent. Like for you guys to say that, like you don't have to like him. That's fair. Can't convince you of that. But he can't, I can't. Uh, it's, it's about the definition of what music is. Correct. And he writes, sings, raps. I don't think any of your favorite artists do everything he does. Well, I don't consider rapping to be that, like, musical. Okay, that's but fair. If you take the rap thing apart, if you take the rap thing apart, right, the backing track to what they're rapping on top of is a loop of music that somebody else made that they cut up and remixed. So that's like saying you walk into a museum and you see four paintings and you cut a piece of each one of the paintings and you make your own collage and people praise that more than the painting itself. But what the if the collage is better? With a black canvas and with brushes. Yeah, so but the remix he makes are... Art form. No, but that's, that's the, the, the remix he makes, is the, like, that's his own product that's better than the original product. Like, he is, he yeah, really makes... But his prime material is somebody else's art. No, his prime... No, everybody, but every musician nowadays samples from other no. artists. Definitely no? not, sir. Not what do you mean? Play an instrument. Not, just, not, if, if a guy can play an instrument, they sit down with an instrument and write a song. They don't need to sample Yes, it yes, but here's... Correct. Correct. But, correct, but here's my argument to that. That type of music is so much simpler compared to this type of music that's layered. That's multiple hundreds of layers on it. Samples, beats, singing, auto-tune, echoes, like... There's just so many more intricacies. Yes, it might come easier. You don't have to like play the straight guitar like you used to back in the day. Now there's technology to compensate for all the lack of talent. I can agree with that. I know that's what you guys believe. But regardless, Drake's ability to make music, his his eye for his ear for sound, I have to respect that. Wow, we really went into yeah, music I, just now. <laughs> I, I, I see that's the thing. I don't have to respect it. <laughs> you don't have to, but I would say you're slandering him. I would say I can confidently say you don't have to. Oh, I would take pleasure in anybody that makes that kind of music hearing what I have to say, and I would welcome them to debate it. The only one I give it up to is Avicii, because that guy at least went out there and recorded his own sounds to make samples out of. That's going to the next level. He made the noises to make the other noises. Mm -hmm. That I respect. But when you're taking somebody's original noises that they did not make, eh. Why? What's wrong with that? Music's a, a collaborative process. Great. 
Is it music collaborative? No, no, no. This is like, listen, mix pasta and they make tomato sauce from scratch. And somebody buys some ragu and adds some shit to it, it's not the same thing. You're referencing only like 2%, 5% of his music. He has a lot, like most of his songs are original. No, I'm referring, I'm referring anything that uses samples as the prime material. I, I, I personally don't think music would be where it is without the use of samples. I, but here's my thing is, I just don't think music would be good without samples. Like, there's that music can only go so far, no? Like the guitar, the drums, that only took us so far. To Definitely not. It's still going. Without it, the music you're referring to wouldn't even exist. Correct. But I'm just saying. There's no prime material. For correct. It. It's but that's less the base, the raw version. Whereas I think the sounds just reached a level where, like, I, it's a matter of opinion. But I will say this: to create that type of music, you need a sound and an eye for detail. Like there's the, it, it's the intricacies that are involved in in making that style of music is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The amount of are you just dragging and dropping? This samples into specific spots how can you say that specific time you do it you do it it. that sounds easy then you could easily produce a drake track if you if you do it sounds like that i mean but like right that's ultimately that's what they're doing right mcdonald's burger and drink it but i'll rather just make a good meal like like, this is something that i deal with a lot it's it's something i try and tell people it's something that i'm going to continue to fight till the day i die is whether you like someone or not, I really don't. I'm going to stand up for people that deserve their respect always. Because everybody nowadays argues based off what they like or not. And to me, that's just not fair for guys like Drake. When they have, yes, Hold he's on, the great time out, time out, though. Why do we care about what's fair? The guy's making a shitload of money. He's, he's good. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about this conversation right now. Yeah, no, you're right. He does not give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about this conversation. Our opinion is literally jack shit the amount of money Drake's making right now. Okay, fact, facts, but I'm just saying this. If one day this show, which it will be on my fucking life, one the day that this show blows up and there's a when group Drake of kids... calls in and shit. No, 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 That's not going to... By the way, if he does that, you two have to talk to him. <laughs> but but the day that there's going to be a group of kids... Then, then, then he's going to... Yeah, he might challenge you. He might challenge you. Hey, the day... Listen, there's going to be a group of kids out there saying, Hey, talk too much MMA is not that great. And I, I want those kids to defend us. Come on, dude. Oh, what? God. The Drake rights are gonna come after me. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's gonna come after you. I'm just saying at this point, listen. Same thing with LeBron James. Like, you're just, just you're, he's proven no, everybody no, no, wrong. No, it's not because LeBron's two sixty-five and fucking six ten, dude. Yeah, but they're both dominating. They're, they're both putting up numbers never seen before. They're both putting up numbers we've never seen before. At the end of the day, look, I don't. There's a difference between me and you guys, and we're gonna see this in our sports arguments. It doesn't matter who I like or not. I just care about the numbers. And Drake puts up numbers, and just like I told you guys, like John Jones, you guys keep saying the same thing: coke addict, this, that, and the third. I just the your numbers. argument for right, your appeal to because more people listen to this and more people buy this, it has to be good. I just yeah entirely refute that argument and just at its base it doesn't have to be within this context of this argument but anytime you're saying to me oh such and such is better because so many people support it and buy it mm, i just but you you just know. proved my argument that's right with that that. no that's just an appeal to bandwagoning no no but that's you just, just proved my just... argument right just now because oh. you just had an opinion on it and so if your opinion matters that you wouldn't that it's not good then of course I'll, and i do matter your everybody's opinion matters to me it's not that it, i get what you're trying to say but my point is if there's a lot of people if pretty much everybody, like I truly believe if you two were to sit down and listen to all his music, 
you would love it. You would fall in love with it beyond words. No, I, no, no. no. I definitely I, I'm 100% I think you're absolutely wrong, sir. No way. There's no way I just I'm think wrong. we value uh, incredibly different things when it comes to music, and that's perfectly okay. No, no, no. I, I get that, but, I'm, but we hear the same thing. So that's my thing is we value that sure. Oh, so we hold on, but we sure we hear the same thing. The value you attribute to what you're hearing no, no, is no, no, significantly no, no, no. higher the than the sound. Value you're the sound that's coming into your ears is just as enjoyable, but your preconceived notions will not allow you to enjoy that song. Whereas well, your brain will enjoy it, your ears no, are going to enjoy no. it. I just ha I just have concrete quality standards that are based on the amount of time that it takes for somebody to get good enough at something to then be able to express their feelings and their poetry through it. And the amount of time that it takes somebody to place a real instrument is a hardship that anybody that doesn't play an instrument will never know. And without the persons that play an instrument, the Drakes of the world wouldn't be able to make music because there's no, there's no basis for it. So I can agree. Uh, Andrew said this before, and this I agreed with. They're, they're taking a shortcut. And that's okay because it's a very profitable one. But and I agree with you. It's a shortcut nonetheless. I don't know if it's a short, I just think it's, 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 I personally, mostly, my preferences shy away from the multitude, right? So just because McDonald's sells billions of burgers a year, I haven't eaten a McDonald's burger in 10 years because I don't eat garbage food. The fact that the majority of people have a low bar for food quality and a high bar for laziness doesn't make them right. It's the same thing with this. It's easier to admire something that you can imagine yourself doing easier than not. And it's easier for the masses to imagine themselves rapping than being like Mozart. Because that's Nah, impossible. at the end of the day, you can't really compare a guy like Mozart. But here's, like, here, here's the thing, though. Famous, nah, you can't really compare a guy like Mozart that's playing one instrument, one style of music to Drake, who invokes like 30 different genres into his. For me, at the end of the day. What? Mozart? What? You're crazy for what, you're just, what you just said. Yes, Mozart's literally you guys, composing music from multiple instruments. That's great, but the, I don't care about that. It's the sound that comes out, it's the end result. That's the only thing that matters. We're talking about, oh, I get it, the process is more, I get it. Musicians are more talented than him. So then, they, is there any value in the history of music? Doing, I don't think he's a musician. Not for I me. Mean, you... Between music and sound entertainment, just like wrestling is sports entertainment, that's what I think electronically made music is. It's entertainment music, yeah. but it's not art music. I'm into art. I definitely disagree. How is it now? It is definitely art. I think it's more artistic than any instrumental music because it's deeper. You could do more with the with this type of music than you can with a guitar and some drums. So to me, when you say it's not art, sure, it's it's harder. Wow, we got. By the way, guys, you guys want to jump in this group chat? Um, sure, it's not art, but I'm just letting you guys know. Like, there's just so much more intricacies. You could go so much deeper with it. I, I get you guys played instruments. So the people that are watching this, Andrew and Carlos, have grown up playing instruments so to them it, it, it is like they've walked the path well, but right, to to this dude in the chat who's saying how is it not art right it, it is art. it is in a way art similar that a collage i think that example of a collage of four right the mona lisa the fucking pick yeah. any four paintings you take a segment of each sure you can make a collage and sure you can call it art but you're is not counting for drake's voice like we're huh? just we're just counting for the sample but drake's voice and the original baseline doesn't count right Drake's voice killing those notes, his raps, his bars, they don't count, right? His he sings too. Have you uh, have you have you heard Stevie Wonder or Marvin? Yes, King I've heard Stevie Wonder. Come on, Stevie King. Wonder. Yeah, of course. Well, that's singing. That's singing, not what Drake does. Mm, I don't think now, Stevie. I don't think they're better singers Legend, than Drake, though. If you were gonna say John Legend or even fucking Bruno Mars or something, as much as they're, I give it up to them because they're true artists and they do sing 
and it, like that's for sure but there is an if listen it's as simple as this if autotune is part of your recipe you're into fast food yeah but he that's disrespect he straight up sings most of it like no no no, no, no yeah, no, he, no. Does. yeah he does yeah he does he came up as a singer tune is not Auto-tune is not for, for, for music. It's for pop music. It's yeah, but he sings. Like, he uses auto-tune to enhance his sound, but he straight up sings. Like, he's a talented singer. Okay, but if you're using auto-tune to sing. No, he's not. He, he's incorporating it to help him, but he is singing. Like, you could take the beat and the auto-tune off. It will be his beautiful voice. Like, so he, so then he's, he's not as good as any of the singers that Carlos listed because none of those singers used auto-tune. No, that's, right? I disagree completely. His music's better because they were stupid enough not to use these, or they weren't in this era. Or they're like, just better singers. They knew how to no, have a note. No, no, here, at the end of the video, factor is this. Notes, right? You're not addressing any the main issue. doesn't matter whether he's using autotune or not. His music sounds better than Stevie Wonder's music by it far. It does matter, though, right? It does. No, I it doesn't. This is the crux of the argument, right? No, I think no the it's not. The crux is like, uh, autotune is like a filter on a, on a, on a dating app. And but you guys are just like... The girl looks nothing like it. Yeah, but he doesn't need autotune. So it's like you guys are hinging on this auto, holding on this autotune. He does not need auto tune. He's known for no. He does. He uses it, but it's not. There's no knack for it because at the end of the day, you're the guys you're bringing up. They're legends, but their songs are nowhere superficial. What's that song? Superficial. What's that song with Stevie Wonder, Carlos? The most famous Stevie Wonder song. Superstitious. 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 That's a great song, by the way, bro. You compare it to a song like today's age, like just the vibes, the moods, like. There's no way you can compare any of those discographies to Drake's discography. It's just subjective, and right, like I, I feel like right, Cena, you don't necessarily find value in the history of music and where music comes from. Would you agree with that? Not completely, but I, I just I'm not gonna make that. Oh, more I think important. there's a lot of value. Right? I'm not I gonna make that more important. That doesn't compensate for the difference in talent and sound. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day, it's same with sports. Modern day sports are better than back in the day. Basketball, MMA, everything. I hate it. You guys can say it's more physical back then, whatever you want to say. It's just way better today, and I just I think the same goes for music. Human yeah, evolution, sports guys. Evolved. Sports evolved. Music has devolved. How, okay, so how would you say music has devolved? You're going from a group of in, uh, musicians to one person on the computer. One person? To do it. If you uh, can't make the same... Listen, if you cannot recreate the same loud... The same music, okay, in some form live without electricity it's not the same it's not the same level of skill you could be great at photoshop okay but a guy that can sit there in front of you and paint the painting live is better uh what but here's my thing is the quiet of his room and all the brushes and effects from photoshop and the transferring of this file to that one to compress it none of that bullshit a guy that sits down with a blank canvas in front of whoever and makes a fucking painting. That's always going to be more ballsy. It takes a lot more hours to have the confidence to do that. No, so it does. I'm not, I'm not devaluing people's taste, but it is a lesser skillful endeavor. But and, and, and arguably, my biggest concern is that it pays way more to have less skill than to have more skill because people are simple-minded and the masses like the simpler shit well it's just the technology that's, that's these guys that have it easier just sounds better and that's all there is to it maybe you're right okay i can agree with that but i can also say this let me ask you this what's harder to learn uh, a beat maker to learn the guitar or a guitar player to learn how to use logic and this all the, the whole set uh they're two different skill sets right i mean they're both skill sets so why why are we discrediting <laughs> one there Fair, I can agree with that. Why are we discrediting one? 
because one's a computer skill. Yes, yes. Like, but to create that sound, like, you need to know a lot of more things. Let's put it this way. If you're a girlfriend tells you that she baked cookies from scratch there's two types of girls right <laughs> the one whose mother is a baker and she can grab ingredients from the cupboard and make the cookies and the chicken head that goes and buys the tube of Fosbury dough cookie thing and tells you she baked the cookies they both bake the cookie but one's a fucking liar so we that's, should that's what that means. this is a great conversation i don't think it smells like baked goods but you didn't come up with that dough you don't even know what's in it shit you can like okay but let me get let me counter analogy that yes but that woman that's that goes and buys the stuff and doesn't bake it from scratch just has to build a three-layer cake whereas the woman that bakes it from scratch bakes a one-layer cake Okay, so she's taking the two baked cookies that were easy to bake it. Oh my god, we're going on. <laughs> yeah, but the cookies were 90 calorie cookies on, on the front. No, yeah, would you rather have the homemade cookies or the like in the that you like is a girl with fake extensions, with fake eyelashes, over contoured, compression shit so that when you get into the bedroom, she takes off the garter and the real shit comes out. But you fell in love with the picture. And you thought it looked Hey, no, no, we can't use that analogy. That will never be me. It does, but it does. And it was a honey picking. It was a, and then the makeup comes on. And she has cheeks. But you saw cheekbones last night. But they're not there no more because they're on the pillow, baby, because they wiped off. They wiped right off. It's clear we're not going to change either minds here. We should. I feel like we've done well. This has been a good chat. <laughs> this has been a good chat. This is supposed to be an MMA podcast. This is supposed to be talking about. No, hey guys, this is what I like. No, 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 no. No, no, this is what I like. Let's include some personal talk and answer, like, like some of this. You know what I mean? And next week, uh, Andrew, next episode, I think we should maybe even touch on the Corona shit a little bit more. Okay, well, I mean, we're still in the middle of this episode. Let's fucking end it. Let's fucking go. Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been Talk Too Much MMA episode number thirty-two. We are back. We will be back next week to give you all of that post ufc i'm gonna live stream. we're gonna do a fight party goodness. let's do a fight companion for the fight cards next week whereas we'll, we we'll figure it out we'll figure it yeah, out yeah we're uh, gonna i'm gonna do that for sure though so, so much. follow the show on twitter and instagram at t2m mma you can see all of our instagram stuff on the screen i'm not gonna repeat it if you're just listening to the audio remember follow it like it <laughs> leave that five star review uh tell your friend we only grow if you tell a friend so Look tell at you, you friends. remembered the exact And if they tell two script. friends, and if they tell two friends, it's multiplication, baby. We'll grow exponentially. Andrew just loves that saying, corona. by the way. Everybody, Andrew's going to be saying that week to week because he just loves Hell, that yeah, particular yeah. saying. So keep telling two friends. We're fucking done. Cena, turn the stream off. Let's get the fuck out of here. But hey, don't, don't leave. Let me just say one thing after I turn the stream off. Everybody, love you. Uh, see you on Fight Companion, and I'll see you guys next week for a UFC 249 review.